Hey, y'all. Welcome back as we continue through chapter 21 of Second Kings. And here we have um, only the southern kingdoms are left. So the ten tribes in the northern kingdom have can, been completely wiped out and no longer exist. So the only tribes left are Benjamin and Judah and the Levites, because the Levites were scattered into the temples of both north and south. So that is all that's left of the nation of Israel at this point, as we continue in chapter 1 with verse 1. Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 55 years. His mother was Hevzibah. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, following the detestable practices of the pagan nations of the Lord that the Lord had driven from the land ahead of the Israelites. He rebuilt the pagan shrines that his father Hezekiah had destroyed. He constructed altars for Baal and set up an Asherah pole, just as King Ahab of Israel had done. He also bowed before all the powers of the heavens and worshipped them. He built pagan altars in the temple of the Lord and the place where the Lord had said, My name will remain in Jerusalem forever. He built these altars for all the powers of heavens in both courtyards of the Lord's temple. Manasseh also sacrificed his own son in the fire. He practiced sorcery and divination, and he consulted with mediums and psychics. He did much that was evil in the Lord's sight, arousing God's anger. Manasseh even made a carved image of Asherah and set it up in the temple, the very place where the Lord had told David and his son Solomon, My name will be honored forever in this temple and in Jerusalem, the city I have chosen from among all the tribes of Israel. If the Israelites will be careful to obey my commands, all the laws my servant Moses gave them, I will not send them into exile from this land and I gave that I gave their ancestors. But the people refused to listen, and Manasseh led them to do even more evil than the pagan nations that the Lord had destroyed when the people of Israel entered the land. So this is the worst of the worst we're seeing now, entering the southern tribe of Judah. Then the Lord said through his servant the prophets, King Manasseh of Judah has done many detestable things. He is even more wicked than the Amorites who lived in this land before Israel. He has caused the people of Judah to sin with his idols. So this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, I will bring such disaster on Jerusalem and Judah that the ears of those who hear about it will tingle with horror. I will judge Jerusalem by the same standard I used for Samaria and the same measure I used for the family of Ahab. I will wipe away the people of Jerusalem as one wipes away a dish and turns it upside down. Then I will reject even the remnant of my own people who are left, and I will hand them over as plunder for their enemies. For they have done great evil in my sight and have angered me ever since their ancestors came out of Egypt. Manasseh also murdered many innocent people until Jerusalem was filled from one end to the other with innocent blood. This was in addition to the sin that he caused the people of Judah to commit, leading them to do evil in the Lord's sight. The rest of the events in Manasseh's reign and everything he did, including the sins he committed, are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Judah. When Manasseh died, he was buried in the palace garden, the garden of Uzzah. Then his son Amon became the next king. So this king 
took the cake as far as being evil goes. He brought back all the pagan worship. He did child sacrifice. He brought idols and false worship of false gods into the temple of God. He was the evil of all evils. So we'll see what happens as Amon takes over Judah. Because we're only in Judah now because the northern tribes of Israel are gone. So it's all about Judah from this point on here through the kings. In verse 19, Amon was 22 years old when he became king. And he reigned in Jerusalem two years. His mother was Meshulameth, the daughter of Heruz from Jobath. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, just as his father Manasseh had done. He followed the example of his father, worshipping the same idols his father had worshipped. He abandoned the Lord, the God of his ancestors, and he refused to follow the Lord's ways. Then Amon's own officials conspired against him and assassinated him in his palace. But the people of the land killed all those who had conspired against King Ammon, and they made his son Josiah the next king. The rest of the events of Ammon's reign and what he did are recorded in the book of the history of Judah. He was buried in his tomb in the Garden of Uzzah. Then his son Josiah became the next king. So let's see how Josiah handles it as we continue in chapter 22, verse 1. Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 31 years. His mother was Jedidiah, the daughter of Adiah from Bozkath, and he did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight and followed the example of his ancestor David. He did not turn away from doing what was right. So we have a good king again. Go Josiah. In verse 3, In the eighteenth year of his reign, King Josiah sent Shaphan, the son of Azaliah, the grandson of Meshulam, the court secretary, to the temple of the Lord. He told him, Go to Hilkiah, the high priest, and have him count the money the gatekeepers have collected from the people at the Lord's temple. Entrust this money to the men assigned to supervise the restoration of the Lord's temple. Then they can use it to pay workers to repair the temple. They will need to hire carpenters, builders, and masons. Also, have them buy the timber and the finished stone needed to repair the temple. But don't require the construction supervisors to keep account of the money they receive, for they are honest and trustworthy men. Hilkiah the high priest said to Shaphan, the court secretary, I have found the book of law in the Lord's temple. Then Hilkiah gave the scroll to Shaphan and he read it. So they're cleaning the temple, they're getting rid of all the pagan idols, and they're restoring everything so that it can be restored to God's proper temple. And it comes across this dusty, lonely, lonely, left-alone book that hasn't been looked at in way too long. And it's a book of Moses' teachings, um, the book of the law. In verse 9, we'll continue. Shaphan went to the king and reported, Your officials have turned over the money collected to the temple of the Lord to the workers and supervisors at the temple. Shaphan also told the king, Hilkiah the priest has given me a scroll. So Shaphan read it to the king. When the king heard what was written in the book of the law, he tore his clothes in despair. When they tear their clothes in despair, it was their sign of their distress and how heartbroken they are. Like they could literally just tear their chest open because they're so distressed about whatever they're hearing. In verse 12, Then he gave these orders to Hilkiah the priest, Ahikam, son of Shepham, Akbor, son of Micaiah, 
Shaphan, the court secretary, and Asaiah, the king's personal advisor. Go to the temple and speak to the Lord for me, and for the people, and for all Judah. Inquire about the words written in this scroll that has been found. For the Lord's great anger is burning against us, because our ancestors have not obeyed the words in this scroll. We have not been doing everything it says we must do. So Hilkiah the priest, Ahikam, Akbor, Shaphan, and Asaiah went to the new quarter of Jerusalem to consult with the prophet Huldah. She was the wife of Shalom, son of Tikvah, son of Herhas, and keeper of the temple wardrobe. She said to them, The Lord, the God of Israel, has spoken. Go back and tell the man who sent you. This is what the Lord says. I am going to bring disaster on this city and its people. All the words written in the scroll that the king of Judah has read will come true. For my people have abandoned me and offered sacrifices to pagan gods, and I am very angry with them for everything that they have done. My anger will burn against this place, and it will not be quenched. But go to the king of Judah, who sent you to seek the Lord, and tell him, This is what the Lord of God of Israel says concerning the message you have just heard. You were sorry and humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I said against the city and its people. This is the land that will be cursed and become desolate. You tore your clothing in despair and wept before me in repentance. And I have indeed heard you, says the Lord. So I will not send the promised disaster until after you have died and been buried in peace. You will not see the disaster I am going to bring onto the city. So they took her message back to the king. So a couple takeaways from this chapter as Josiah takes over. Um, the laws of God have now been reintroduced into the kingdoms. And Josiah is heartbroken that all their ancestors have not been doing anything that God directed them to do in the laws. And we have a prophetess. And I love when you read about women standing up, stepping up, and doing what God has gifted them to do. And it's it's all over. And women have a role and gifts and things that they're supposed to do in God's kingdom. And um, this prophetess is bringing this word forth for Josiah. And a couple takes away, takeaways from Josiah's reaction is, first, he humbled himself, and he repented, and he was heartbroken and he showed true humility and repentance and he tore his cloak and he he felt and understood what breaks the heart of God and he cried out to God and when we cry out to God God listens and if you ask God to break your heart for what breaks his he's totally going to listen and pay attention so God heard his crying and um he answered when we cry out to God God will answer and this is just an example of that, of when you sincerely repent, humble yourself and cry out to God and your heart breaks for those things that actually break God's heart. He's going to move in your life. And he does. He protects Josiah from the despair that's going to be coming to Jerusalem. So that ends chapter 22 in Second Kings. And we'll continue on to see what is next for Josiah as we continue in 23 tomorrow. I hope you all are having a great day.